Yo, what's good? What's happening? What's up, everyone? It's Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In All Out. I thank all of you for joining me today. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good night, whatever time of day it may be. I thank all of you for joining me on this latest edition of All In All Out. For today's episode, we're going to discuss on a person which doesn't get that much news coverage, more so in the United States because this person doesn't live in the United States. Now, what person could that be? What person could be described as such? Well, that person today, ladies and gentlemen, is Edward Snowden. Now, for those who don't know who Edward Snowden is, he worked for the CIA as a computer intelligence consultant and he is the man who is notoriously known for leaking highly classified documents from the CIA which exposed the government for secretly recording people from their devices. For example, you got a MacBook Pro right now or any desktop or a smartphone that has a camera on the top of the screen, most likely where it is, you can see that there's a camera on top of that screen. Well, Mr. Snowden exposed the government for them purposefully spying on people through said cameras. And the government's reasoning for doing that once they were exposed because the terrorists, 9-11, oh, they could be coming from anywhere. So we need to have tabs on them of all, on all times. And because Edward Snowden leaked all of that information, he, he needed to leave, well, not that he necessarily needed to leave the country, but if he didn't want to get arrested and thrown in jail, and the possibility of getting murdered because know this ladies and gentlemen this was back in 2013 and for many government officials including Barack Obama Joe Biden and all of of that organization the Babylonian system, as my pastor would say, they were pissed. They were pissed because something that was kept a secret for many years, it just took one person who had the guts to say, this is wrong. This is messed up. I'm going to 
sacrifice my happiness of living in Hawaii, got a nice wife, to expose these people what they're doing because it violates the Constitution. And you can hear Edward Snowden himself state why he did what he did. So I'm going to play a video right now that is from 2013 from CBS News on why he did what he did. Take a listen. Edward Snowden made a number of bold and unverified claims in this interview recorded in a Hong Kong hotel room. I, sitting at my desk, uh, certainly had the authorities to, to wiretap anyone from you or your accountant to a federal judge to even the president if I had a personal email. He justified leaking the documents by painting a bleak picture about what could happen if U.S. intelligence agencies continued to collect and store the communications of Americans. It's going to get worse with the next generation and the next generation who extend the capabilities of this sort of architecture of oppression. Uh, you realize that you might be willing to accept any risk. Glenn Greenwald is a columnist for Britain's Guardian newspaper. He wrote the first articles based on Snowden's leaks. He felt very strongly that if this was going to be done, that the public, quite rightly, would want to hear from the person who did it and understand why it was that they did it. The interview was recorded by a filmmaker known to be close to Julian Assange, the creator of WikiLeaks, that published tens of thousands of classified documents online. Snowden said he fled to Hong Kong because of its commitment to free speech. But if the U.S. asks, it's likely Snowden will be extradited if past requests are any indication. Hong Kong's extradition treaty has a few exceptions if the request is politically motivated or if the suspect will not be given a fair trial. You're still in touch with Mr. Snowden. What is he thinking right now? What is he worrying about right now? To be honest, he's actually not very worried. He believed it was more important for the public to learn about what was being done by the United States and the spying apparatus and the effect that it was having on our world than it was to, for him to continue to live this comfortable life of making lots of money, living in Hawaii, having career stability and the like. He really did sacrifice knowing that he'd become the world's most wanted man and, and the fact that it's happened is not a surprise to him. Snowden is said to be interested in seeking asylum, possibly in Iceland. This as the United States launches its investigation and considers charges that could return him to America. Did y'all just hear that? That man, Edward Snowden, and people in the CIA today, as long as they have a personal email of yours, that he can hack their information. How crazy is that? To where all the individual needs there's a personal email and they can hack your information they don't need a credit card they don't need a social security all they need is an email address and that's why edward snowden did what he did and some of you may be wondering Oh, why don't he just go back to the United States and face the crime, face the charges? 
and for what he committed. Well, let me list to you some of the charges that was placed on him. Charge number one, theft of government property. Charge number two, unauthorized communication of national defense information. And charge number three, willful communication of classified intelligence information to an unauthorized person. Again, he was just a consultant. He wasn't a VP or a CFO or anything of that nature. The dude was just a consultant. He literally went into an office, likely, stole a bunch of documents, and then handed them to a reporter, and a reporter put it out there in the news. And before I move forward, for anyone, because I'm a history guy, I, I'm huge into history because more, more so from the 1700s and up, they are not into the Egyptians or the Rome and Greece and all that. I'm not so much into that, but from the 1700s and up, it piques my interest. So anyone who's not only interested in history or just Edward Snowden and his story, I strongly recommend that any of you watch the movie Snowden that came out, I believe, in 2016. Obviously, some things are going to be enhanced because it's a motion picture, but the movie's based on how he got started in the CIA, the journey from where he discovered how the CIA was corrupt and what they were doing to him leaving the United States after stealing the information. So now, going back to these charges. Here, here's why I, he hasn't came back. Well, one, he could have possibly got murdered. Hey, the, the government, it wouldn't be a surprise for them to do something like that. To perform a coup d'etat. I mean, you look at John F. Kennedy. You tell him, you telling me that Lee Harvey Oswald killed John F. Kennedy, the magic bullet, and then they happen to catch him within a couple of days, and they put it out there in the newspaper so quickly. And Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't a professional sniper. I, again, that, that's just my opinion. I don't believe Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK. I believe the government did because JFK didn't want to go to to war. Or at the very least, he wanted the war to stop. That's why around that time, he was taking troops out of Vietnam. And then when he was killed, Lyndon B. Johnson. And this goes for any official, whether it's in America whether it's for a prime minister in Japan, whether it's a prime minister in France. Once that individual, a, a president, once an individual enters office, 
the first action as the head official is the priority. And for Lyndon B. Johnson, his first priority was the Vietnam War. And what did he do? He sent troops back in Vietnam. He said, no, 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 you're not coming back. No, you're going back to war. So it ain't a stretch to say that the government will, could perform a coup d'etat on Edward Snowden, at least during that period in time. And this happened during Obama's administration. Well, during the time when Obama was president. In, in, in 2014, here's what he felt the need to say based on the whole situation. Quote, our nation's defense depends in part of the fidelity of those entrusted with our nation's secrets. If any, now, first off, why is it a secret? Why is evading people's privacy secretive within the government? What happened to the Fourth Amendment? The right to privacy. The Fourth Amendment. Quote. It's the right to privacy against unreasonable searches and seizures by the government. Looking at someone else's camera. Is because is I consider it a, a search. What are you searching for? If there's no reasonable cause, that's violating the Fourth Amendment. But I'll, I'll continue. <sighs> if an individual who objects to government policy can take it into their own hands to publicly disclose classified information, then we will not be able to keep our people safe or conduct foreign policy. He... Edward Snowden, uh, objected to the sensational way the leaks were reported, saying the reporting often shed more heat than light. He said that the disclosures have revealed methods to our adversaries that could impact our operations. And then in 2016, Obama said, Barack Obama said that he quote, can't, end quote, pardon Edward Snowden unless he is physically submitted to U.S. authorities on American soil. Now, again, I got a problem with that. The first part, and I alluded to it, were nation secrets. If my tax dollars are going towards the government to support the government and their operations. Shouldn't we have the right to know what our money's being spent on? Which is that technology being able to hack into people's information 
or as the government say, to keep an eye out for terrorists. Because if a country from the Middle East, anyone coming from the Middle East, it, it could be a terrorist. I got a problem with that, Barack. And you want a guy who leaked classified information from the NSA to come on to American soil. Who's to say that you won't, or at least at that time, get him killed? Who? Uh, listen, if it were me, I'd be scared to an extent of coming back. Because of what happened to JFK. And we know our government would do rotten things to people. Just like the people in Africa. With the penicillin issue. Which affected people with syphilis. Let's, act, let's, act, let's not act as if the government isn't a wicked organization. Wicked to the bone. And that's why I would tell people the gov. Well, as my sister once told me, the government ain't your friend. You know, I seen I see one video where <coughs> some guy asked the brother, a black dude, would you choose Biden or Trump? And the the first guy, the the brother, said, "Oh, Biden," because he's given. Student loan forgiveness. Okay, we'll see what happens. Let's see if we we submit our applications and it actually follows through. Let's see. Let's see. But other than that, what has that man done? And I'm not going to get into what he's been doing or what he has done. It's not what this episode is about. But the point is, as my sister once said, the government ain't your friend. And the government will swallow you up and spit you out. The government wants you to be dependent on them for control. That's what the government wants to do. <sighs> so, going back to Edward Snowden... He leaked the email, well, not the email, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, sorry. <laughs> he he le leaked the information, he flew to Hong Kong, and then he flew to Russia, and he's lived in Russia ever since. Now, the reason why, I, I completely forgot to explain why I'm bringing up Edward Snowden. Or maybe I did explain, I don't remember, I'm just flowing with me. I'm just flowing. I'm just flowing. <laughs> On, I believe it was September 26th of this year that Vladimir Putin, and I know he hasn't been doing a lot of great things, and that's an understatement with the Ukraine and Russia situation, but he awarded citizenship to Edward Snowden on the 26th of September, which is not too long ago. So, 
I thought, eh, let's do an episode on Edward Snowden. And to really explain to people how impactful that guy was in American history, or at least modern American history. You know, because of Edward Snowden, he caused an increase of encryption. He caused many businesses leaving U.S.-based companies because they're afraid that they would be spying on them. And the reconsideration of cloud technology, which is, for example, the iCloud for, for Apple. I mean, this, this guy, man, he, he sacrificed his comfortable lifestyle to do his right, according to the Constitution. And another thing, man, now the issue with Obama, what he said. And again, I'm not saying it because I, I support the... I support Trump more than Biden and Obama. Ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm being objective. But another thing he stated. Quote, if any individual who objects to government policy. That's another thing I want to touch. And just in case I didn't explain to. To any of you. At some point during any episode I did. Here's the ladder when it comes to law. It goes, I'm going to do highest to lowest. I'm mean, excuse me, lowest to highest. Rules, policy, law, then the Constitution. So always remember that law trumps policy. i give you an example. When I was working at one of my jobs, the policy was we were required to wear a mask. But at the time, in the state of Connecticut, any individual weren't required to wear a mask. So, I didn't wear a damn mask. And if one of, one of my managers or some individual asked me to wear a mask, all I did was put it around my ears and I dropped it right in front of my neck. Because the law stated I didn't need to do that. I mean, the law stated I didn't even need to wear a mask. A, a big example would be with hospitals, where people got fired because of not getting that vaccine. But that was hospital policy. It wasn't law. So, Many lawsuits came out of those situations. Well, I probably won't say many because I don't know the exact number. But I would presume that 
lawsuits, if they were smart and not ignorant, that lawsuits would have came out of that. Because that's policy. That's not law. So that's my that's my lesson for all of you in regards to to law, policy, rules. Always know that. Rules, policy, excuse me. Yeah. Rules, policy, the law, which is state, and then the constitution. So always remember that. Now, in conclusion to Edward Snowden, and I asked an individual not too long ago, what should happen to him? You know, because on one end, he, what he did, in my opinion, was quote-unquote patriotic. But on the other end, he did break the law. He did. I just listed the three charges. So there's been talk within the government through the Obama administration and when Donald Trump was in office. I don't believe I ever heard Joe Biden talk about Edward Snowden. Well, during those, during that time, there's talk about a pardoning talk about him doing minimal jail time. You've heard Edward Snowden state, or at least he stated that he believes he wouldn't receive a fair trial if he did come back. And as I mentioned, he would he could potentially serve a maximum of 30 years with no parole. Here's what I would do if I was president. I would just have a settlement. Meet halfway. Okay? You broke the law. But again, what you did, what Snowden did was patriotic. Imagine if Edward Snowden didn't expose the government for what they did. Imagine that. Living in a world where... We weren't, we didn't know officially that the government was spying on us. And they probably are doing it as I'm speaking. (laughs) Because only people in the CIA government truly know they're still doing it. I believe they're still doing it. But that's what I would do. I would come to a, a settlement. He should serve, to be fair should serve two to five years for, for what he did. Because the fact remains is what he did may have broke policy, but what he did was based on the Constitution, and he just exposed it. And if they want to go into a court and talk about the facts, well... Let's talk about the facts. Why were you secretly recording people? Why? Spying on people. You know, it's funny enough, and I I wish I remember the guy's name, but I believe he works at CNN now. He 
this individual was asked if the government was do that, and he straight up lied. Really wish I remember the guy's name, but this is what's going on in our government, man. And even though he did break the law, and that's why I said he should do some jail time, prison time. But what he did, man, is patriotic. And I commend him for that. Because he had no reason to do it. None. From from a a selfish point of view. He, he, he could have grown in the CIA, probably become a VIP of a computer intelligence or whatever the highest title is for that occupation. But he said, no, this is wrong. And I don't feel morally right letting him go on. So that's what I would do. Okay. When we come back, we're going to switch topics and talk about the upcoming NBA season. So don't go nowhere. Hold tight. We'll be back on All In, All Out. And my predictions, what I think was going to happen this upcoming season. But before we can, or at least before I can predict what's going to happen this season, I'm going to recap on the previous season. And for those who don't know, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA title against the Boston Celtics with their first year head coach, M.A. Udoka, who won't be coaching this year, and in my opinion, won't be coaching ever again, at least with the Boston Celtics. And Steph Curry won his fourth NBA championship. He finally got the finals MVP. And it was great. I was very happy for him, still happy for him, because I believe that finals MVP is what was missing in his career. And now that he, he got it, I believe he's top five. Excuse me, top five. Ooh, let me chill out. He's top ten all time, in my opinion. So, going to this season. Here are my predictions for the standings in the Western Conference first. And I'm not going to do standings in order. I'm not, not going to do all that. So one through eight, I got the Warriors, the Dallas Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Suns, and then the Timberwolves. One through eight. Now, one team that you may not recall me listing in that top eight, or, or probably furious or dumbfounded, 
is the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, here's the reason why I don't have the Lakers making the playoffs. They'll probably make that stupid playing game or tournament, whatever. And I, I believe I said it before. I don't like the playing tournament. It's just a money grab. Every team has 82 games to make one of the eight seeds for the playoffs. And for the bubble, when that thing happened, it was great. It was great because the season's obviously cut short and the teams that were in ninth place, 10th place, they could have potentially gained ground to get that seventh or eighth seed. So it was great for that time, but it shouldn't even be happening anymore. But here's why I don't have the Lakers making the playoffs. Because of their history. LeBron has been hurt every year, except that one year, which was the COVID, COVID year. Same thing for Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook, he's just a mess. Other than that first and second triple-double, I didn't buy it anymore. I think he was just stat padding. He's just the remix to Allen Iverson. Just like LeBron is the remix to Magic Johnson. And he just doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. I mean, I, I hope he does well. I really do. I don't want nobody to, to fail. But he's just not a fit. And they made a bad error when they traded for Westbrook instead of trading for Bayou. When he was he was with Sacramento. And they the Lakers just want a star power. And of course, if they're healthy, I do believe they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're gonna stay healthy. And you hear Anthony Davis talk about <clears throat> playing 82 games or that, that's a goal of his to play 82 games for the regular season and you know what god bless him and i don't say that rhetorically and god bless him for wanting to have that goal and he's saying oh i'm gonna go back to the anthony davis that was my first year with the lakers Okay, I mean, we'll see what happens, but Anthony Davis, the most games he ever played in a regular season was 75 games. And the last time he did that was in the 27-2018 season. So that will be <laughs> over five years ago. You know, And ever since he's been with the Lakers, he's played 62 games, 36 games, and 40 games. I mean, I hope he plays all 82. I believe every player should play all 82 if they are healthy. And Westbrook, again, he doesn't fit. And quite frankly, after this upcoming season, I, I would be stunned. Well, I shouldn't say stunned. I would be surprised. If he plays another NBA game, because who, what team can he go on to be a contender or make them a contender? 
or keep them in championship contention. I don't think there's a team out there. And again, LeBron's in year 20. At some time, it's time to take the horse into the barn and just retire. Or at least they're slowing down. And you know what? Shame on Anthony Davis, man, because <laughs> he's a young cat. He should have been leading the Lakers ever since he got there. And yet LeBron is still leading this team in year 18-19. It's incredible. Don't get me wrong. Very incredible. But it, 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 I, I look at it as a, a demotion or a negative on Anthony Davis because that's why he was brought there. Once LeBron left, Anthony Davis could officially hold the torch. That's the that was the plan. That was the plan when the Lakers acquired Dwight Howard. The plan was, I, I think Kobe was in year seventeen at that time. The plan was when Kobe fades out. Dwight will take over, and then when Kobe retires, Dwight will take the ship. And he failed. He didn't want the pressure. He couldn't handle the pressure. Or, again, he didn't want to handle the pressure. So, that's why I don't have the Lakers making the playoffs. And just to go down the list with the Western Conference, Warriors, the defending champions, they play team basketball. And that's why the coach very well. And then you're getting James Wiseman back. So that's going to be a huge addition, in my opinion, as a big man. So they'll make it. The Mavericks. I mean, look at Luka Doncic. Jason Kidd as head coach. I mean, they're just getting better and better. I like Spencer Dinwiddie when he was on the Nets. I mean, they got a good squad, so they'll make it. The Nuggets, they don't be surprised if they make the finals because last year they were the sixth seed. And Joker, Nikola Jokic, he didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. for a good chunk of the regular season, and they were the sixth seed. And he won MVP. In my opinion, he shouldn't have won it. I thought it should have gone to Joel Embiid. But, hey, he's the MVP. Back-to-back -back MVP, I believe. So, they'll make it. The Clippers, they're getting Kawhi back. They're getting Paul George fully healthy back. He missed a good chunk of the regular season last year. I, I believe they were the eighth seed last year so they still made the playoffs and now again again Kawhi Leonard back I like Ty Lue as a coach don't make the playoffs Pelicans they get Zion Williamson back is very huge I believe the last time he played he was averaging 27 a game you know they got CJ McCollum you got Brandon Ingram so they got a good squad I, I'm more so interested how CJ 
is going to play with Zion because they never played with each other before. So that'll be interesting. Grizzlies, great team. They're really known for their depth. They could, they could play 11 guys within that, that rotation and all of them could contribute in a great way. And I believe if John didn't get hurt last playoffs, they would have made the Western Conference Finals at the very least, the very least. And now here's the one. Actually, I'll save that for last. The Timberwolves. I, I like the addition of Rudy Gobert. I do think he's a tad bit overrated as a center because he's not a scorer. He's just <clears throat> a rebounder and a shot blocker. <clears throat> but I like that David Robinson, Tim Duncan, big man, big man combination with Carl Anthony Towns. I believe he had a rough couple of years <clears throat> because of him playing with Jimmy Butler, I believe he shot his confidence when they were coached by Tom Thibodeau with that system. I think he's now getting back into his groove. I, I always, when he came out the the draft, him and Jaleel Okafor, I always believed Carlton Towns is better, right from the jump. But Jaleel, you can see he's not in the league now because he offensively, Great, great, but defensively, he couldn't guard a brick. <clears throat> so, uh, and again, D'Angelo Russell, I like his style. I enjoy watching him play when he was with the Nets. For those who don't know, I am a Nets fan. <clears throat> and the upcoming star, and Anthony Edwards. Talked about him a couple episodes ago. So, they got a nice young squad. I like their system. I like the way they play. They should make the playoffs. Now, here's the one team that I, I was going back and forth on for the one, for the eighth spot. Not necessarily the AFC, but the eighth spot. And that was the Phoenix Suns, because here's why. And for those who don't know, Robert Salver, he's currently the owner of the Phoenix Suns. He was exposed to using the N-word and having situations with women negatively. And he was suspended for an entire year. There was an uproar that, oh my gosh, he was suspended for a whole year. This is BS. So now he's in the process. Oh, and here's the here is the day on the coffin. PayPal, which is the sponsor for the Suns, at least their uniforms, they said as long as Robert Salver is in power, at least when he comes back, we are withdrawing our sponsorship. So what does that mean? They're losing bank, they're losing moolah, they're losing money, cash. And what's that's going to lead to a domino effect? More sponsors are going to come out. It's the same reason why the Washington football team, or what's called now the Commanders, they changed their name. 
Because if y'all remember, for my sports people, the owner of the Redskins, and I don't like saying that name, but I'm saying it for context and understanding. He said, over my dead body, I will not change that name. And once FedEx pulled out a sponsorship, or at least threatened to pull out, he changed the name. And they, the Washington team went a whole fo football season being called the Washington football team until they came up with the name, the Commanders. So, when you mess with people's money, they'll change. Oh yeah, they'll switch up real quick on you, without a doubt. But going back to the Suns, they got that going on. They lost in miserable fashion to the Dallas Mavericks. Last playoff season in the semi-finals. Chris Paul's getting older. They're having issues with Jay Crowder. He wants to be traded. Then the the worst situation is DeAndre Ayton. He was a restricted free agent last season. Indiana wanted to sign him. But the Suns matched his offer so they don't lose him for nothing. Now I do believe he's going to get traded this upcoming season but or at least in the off season but the Suns need to wait at least by I believe it's January 15th before they could trade him. And you could if you research DeAndre Ayton for media day you could tell he don't want to be there I mean, he's even said that he had to, he hasn't talked to Monty Williams at that point for an entire off season. And if you look at his demeanor, he just didn't want to be there. You know, and I'm a big believer in uh, if you don't want to be there, then just let him go. But this goes to show you, in the NBA. At the end of the day, it's a business, period, simple. So even though I'm skeptical about the Suns making the playoffs, they did win over 60 games last season, and they were the only team to do that. I don't believe the falls is going to be so dramatic that they don't even make the playoffs. So... Those are my eight teams. Now, for the conference finals, I got the Nuggets. You know, again, and again, and Michael Porter Jr. back, Jamal Murray back. They added KCP, I believe, so he's a good shooter, played for the Lakers in Washington recently. And again, they got the Joker. And I believe they'll face the Warriors. Again, great team, steps in his prime. Clay Thompson, it's his first offseason to where he's just training and not rehabbing. I'm skeptical about Draymond Green. He may be winding down. But again, they got Jordan Poole. They get a Wiseman back. I like that team a lot. And the Dark Horse, I got the Memphis Grizzlies. 
I got the Memphis Grizzlies on the dark horse. Again, I'm, I, I, I'm saying it over and over again, but I'm a huge proponent of team basketball. Of course, teams need star players, especially nowadays, or at least through our history. Now I think about it, most teams have won with a minimum of two star players. But damn, that team is so good, man. I mean, look at Jaron Jackson. He may be an upcoming star. Who knows? Who knows? So I've got them as a dark horse in the conference finals. And that's my West. That's my West. I'll get to the finals and who's going to win at the very end. For the East, I got the Heat, the Sixers, the Nets, the Hawks, the Cavs, the Bucks, Bulls, and the Raptors. Again, the Heat, great team. They only have one star, so I believe that's what's holding them back. If they had another star, I could see them winning the finals. I mean, they almost did it in the bubble, and I believe they were in the conference finals last year. I mean, Jimmy Butler hits that shot. They're making the finals. The Sixers, I, I'm hesitant on them, but they got Joel Embiid. They got Tobias Harris. They got that other guard who had his coming out party, essentially, last year. I like the team. I like the team. I don't have faith in Doc Rivers anymore. I believe he's one of the most overrated coaches in history. He has one championship. And again, it's hard to win a title. I get it. I understand that. But people put him at such, such a high pedestal, in my opinion, in the media. And he hasn't won a title since 2008. <laughs> Stop it. Ugh. But I believe with that talent, James Harden, again, I think he's done. And I have no respect for him as a person for what he did, quitting on two teams. So, but I got the Sixers. The Nets, they're just talented. They're talented, it's simple as that. You know, I, I, didn't, I don't agree with, I didn't agree with Steve Nash becoming a head coach. I didn't agree with the James Harden trade. I, th I thought Mark Jackson would have been a better fit as coach. I didn't even want Kenny Atkinson to, to go away. But stars usually get the better end. Okay, next, I got the Hawks. I like the addition of DeJounte Murray. That is going to be crucial. And then Jason, I believe Jason Collins, the center, he can shoot. Yeah, I mean, they got a good team. They got a very good team. I like them. They got the Cavs, the addition of Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, nice big. It's a good team. A good team. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cavs made a far run. I, I, I wouldn't because they played very well last year. And they got that veteran championship pedigree of Kevin Love still there. I like the team. You got the Bucks, but they got the best player in the world, to be honest. Chris Milton got hurt in the playoffs last year. I believe they wouldn't have made the finals if he didn't get hurt. 
They got Drew Holiday. They, they got a Mike Budenholzer as a coach. And they, they got a nice squad. Very nice squad. They got the Bulls. I'm very skeptical about them. Galonzo went out, but again, they got Alex Caruso. They still got DeMar DeRozan. So just by default, they'll make the playoffs likely. Cause I don't believe in the Pistons. I don't believe in the Knicks. I don't believe in the Hornets. And the last team I got is the Raptors. Great culture. Even though they're in the rebuilding stage, they, they still play team basketball. And again, I don't have faith in many of these Eastern Conference teams. So those are my eight who I believe will make the playoffs. Now, I believe in the finals, it will be the Warriors versus the Bucks. And I got the Bucks winning the championship. I I like their team. I like the culture. Giannis, I believe he's going to more so improve that jump shot. The three-pointer. I believe Chris Milton will come back stronger, more hungrier. Because the Bucks, I believe, they know that they... Should have went far last year, but because one dude got hurt, that that crushed their dreams. A win, potential win a championship last championship last year, and they still came close against Boston. It's like as if it was the year I, I could recall a year when it was the Bulls and the Celtics in the first round. That was the that was the team with. Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Rajon Rondo. Strictly meant to be a team strictly meant for the playoffs. And they were the road team. And they played this again, they played the Celtics. That was a team with Isaiah Thomas. The lefty. And the Bulls won the first two games. <laughs> but once Rajon Rondo got hurt. The Bulls lost four straight games. Four straight. They got swept. So, so I don't. So it wasn't that type of situation. But that's what I believe. It will be. It would be a great series. You know, Giannis versus Steph Curry. You know, James Wiseman. How would he handle Giannis? Because he'll likely be guarding him. Or Draymond Green, it would be interesting, but that's that's my pick. I got the Warriors and the Bucks. I got the Bucks winning the NBA championship. So that's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that all of you enjoyed today's episode. Please give a five star rating or whatever ratings on your heart if you want to give a rating. Leave a comment if you desire to. You can follow me on all my social media platforms. It will be in the description below. And with that being said, stay blessed, stay well balanced. Thank you.